0: Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 13, The Neighborhood Church Bar Bartender So how will we know what he, she, it, or they look like if it's never the same person? Because, Cookie, there is a reason to call them a bartender. Whoever that is, they'll be tending the bar, says Dave. I see, so they are actually a real bartender. Oh yeah, this cover goes deep. They actually take their cocktail making skills very seriously. Hmm, okay. Bartenders taking their cocktail skills seriously. I guess we really are in Bushwick. I turn and look out of the window. We get off the parkway and turn onto the Brooklyn streets of Bushwick. It's weird to be back. I can see the familiar scene on the hipster packed streets of my old neighborhood. Not so long ago, I was one of them. Walking around with empty importance, full of arrogance i remember wearing a canvas shopping bag as a purse and sipping on my oat milk raw green latte thinking that i was beyond cool god i can't believe i was that obnoxious and honestly i missed that my current reality is way too fucking real we pull up next to a big old looking iron gates we're here says dave I turn around and look back at Nick and Victor. Nick seems to be really enjoying riding in the back of the ice cream truck as he is eating yet another ice cream. At this point, he'll eat all of Dave's inventory. Victor, on the other hand, looks very, very relaxed. In fact, he is so relaxed, he is asleep. As Nick notices me looking at them, he nudges Vic and he wakes up. He looks at me, smiles and gives me a wink. That's right, He is in his element now. I look out the window again and see the church. Wow, I know this church. I've never been inside, but I've passed it a number of times. It's my neighborhood church. And to think that all this time there was a secret bar inside of it? It's not really a bar bar, it's more of a trading post cookie. Hey, Vic, can you get the gate? The combo is 1147, says Dave. Vic nods and gets out of the truck and walks over to the big iron gate to open it. We drive in, pick up Vic, and then continue driving towards the entrance to the church that leads into the underground garage. There is a guard, of course. As we pull up to his booth, we pause until the guard scans Dave's eyes. What the hell is that?
1: It's an AI retinal scan. Wow. I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen it in action. That is impressive security. The retinal scan not only runs his face through all of the databases, but also analyzes whether Dave is in danger, scared, or under duress, etc. It's a very cool thing. Truly impressive. This place is a fucking fort. Seriously, I think this is an actual fort. I clocked the metal plates that we drove over, and those panels seem to go all the way around the church grounds. It's a moat! There is an actual moat that goes around this building. I wonder if they have any sharks circling in the water.
0: I wonder if they have sharks swimming in it. I know that seems improbable, but all things considered, I think it's very possible. I see a guard smile when I say that. I'll take that as a yes. Do we need to come out so they can scan our eyes too? No, Cookie. They're scanning the whole truck. Oh, okay. The guard comes over and gives Dave a plastic credit card-looking thing with a troll-like image on it. Thank you, sir, and welcome back. Oh, and sir, will you be needing service for those bullet holes on the side of your truck? And is the doctor needed? The guys all turn and look at me. Yes, Alec, I will be needing the auto service. No doctor needed, just a stiff drink, and I'd like to book a training appointment for this one. Dave answers, pointing at me. What? You asked if I knew how to shoot a gun. I said no. You told me it was easy, so I accidentally shot your truck. At least it wasn't any one of you. Wait, what's the training appointment? Oh you'll find out. And with that we drive into the massive super cool underground garage. It actually looks like it was built in the stone ages. Because the walls are brick or stone or something old like that, but everything clearly has been updated. We park, get out of the truck, and get into the elevator. Wow, check out this elevator. It has a sofa in it and smooth jazz playing in the background. Well, maybe some updates are still needed. As the doors open, we enter a church hall. Dave leads the way and we follow. Dude... I think we just passed a nun. What the fuck? This is weird. We reach a medieval-looking door. It is opened for us by this big bouncer guy in a shiny suit. He welcomes us as we walk in. Wow, it's literally a bar in a church. Stained glass windows and everything. I can see some people sitting at the black marble tables. And you know what? Everyone looks normal. Like I was expecting sketchy-looking fucks, but these people look all right. I freeze for a moment, trying to take in my environment. This is cool. Like, I feel cool by just being here.
1: You okay? Lola stops and stares around the room.
0: Yeah, sorry. It's just, this is so cool, you know? Vic leans closer to me before he speaks.
1: Yeah, as trading posts go, this is definitely on the higher end of the spectrum. I've been to a few trading posts, but never one like this. Keep in mind not to stare too intensely at the people. These kind of places really value their privacy. I'm close enough to her that I can pick up that she smells like coconuts and something else. Sugar or frosting. Something sweet. Coconuts and sugar! Great. Now I'm craving a cupcake.
0: Oh, right. True. Sorry. I have to stop staring at things. It's a bad habit. Dave and Nick walk over to the bar. Vic nudges me and we follow. I sit down on these soft, so soft, blue velvet bar stools. This young hipster kid comes over to us with a friendly smile and asks us what we would like. I look at this kid covered in tattoos with blonde hair and blue eyes and a hipster hat on him and think, if this is the guy that knows everything, this 12-year-old, we are screwed. I'm not an expert, but I think Dave oversold this one. Bartender's choice, says Dave. The guy winks and starts picking out bottles from the bar and then putting them back in. In a weird sequence like if he's looking for a secret passage in a bookcase, or like he's trying to decide on a cocktail that he's going to make. Not everything is a conspiracy, Lola! I see this classy, very well put together woman in a burgundy silk shirt come out and look over at Dave. He waves and she comes over to us. Hello, darling. She leans over and kisses Dave on his cheek. Hi, babe, says Dave. She looks me up and down, making me feel uneasy. I can't tell if she's evaluating me or hitting on me. She moves her gaze to Dave and asks, Is that for me? I realize that I am staring at her. Stop staring. Say something. Me? What? No, I'm I'm actually recently out of a breakup, and I'm, um, thank you. But, um, I'm sort of on a date, actually, as I motion to Victor. Wow. No, what did I just say? Oh, just don't speak anymore. I hesitantly look over at Victor in a panic and he winks back at me and nods. She laughs. At me, I'm sure. And Dave says, be nice. This is my Lola. And we need your knowledge, dear bartender. Oh, so this is the bartender. So the other kid is a decoy bartender? This is too much. I mean, she looks more like an executive or a fancy housewife. "'She's just so graceful and classy and suave. "'I would guess somewhere in her 40s. "'She's sweet. "'What do you need, dear Trade Master?' "'Says the bartender. "'Dave looks over at Victor. "'She pours a cocktail and hands it over to me with a wink. "'Pink gin, grapefruit, vanilla bitters, and a splash of raspberry. "'I'll call it the Lola. "'I take a nervous sip. "'It's good. It's really good.' Thank you. This is amazing.
1: His Lola? I think she is technically my Lola. And she just said that we are on a date. My date. And I mean, we had that moment in the kitchen. Ugh, stop it. The moment is gone. Or is it? Women. Hey, buddy, show her, says Dave. Huh? The key? Oh, yes. I take the key out of my pocket with trepidation and hand it over to the bartender The bartenderess looks it over and then she takes out a blacklight and scans it. Hmm. Interesting. I hate it when people say that. Interesting never means interesting. It mostly means bad news. It apparently has a second key to go with it. That's what we're looking for. Do you know where we can find it? You will need the keysmith for the second half. I look over at Dave to see if he knows what the hell she is talking about. I mean, I can guess. The name Keysmith is pretty obvious. I'm looking more for the. subtext. He grunts. Fuck! Okay. Not the reaction I was hoping for. But a reaction, nevertheless. Problem? Dave looks agitated. Should I arrange a meeting, says the bartendress looking at Dave who is really kind of stunned. Hmm. I haven't seen him stunned before. Finally.
0: Dave, what's up? Is Dave nervous? That's weird. Haven't seen him nervous in a while. Not since he had juridity with his ex that one time. Oh. Oh, no. No way.
1: What? Dave looks at me and says, The keysmith is a former, um, flame of mine, and we did not end on good terms, so this is not going to be easy. Lola starts laughing. Well, this is just great. I look over at the bartenders and make an executive decision. Yes, please, set up a meeting. Dave looks at me alarmed. Sorry, buddy, but your love life? will have to wait. Lola's and all of our actual lives are at stake, so deal with it. Not so smug now, are you, buddy?
0: (laughs) He's right, man. Deal with it. I say, laughing. Ah, Dave and his conquests. Always a fun time to see him squirm. Dave shoots his drink, looks up and waves to this Asian guy in a tuxedo with his sleeves rolled up, showing his... You guessed it, more tattoos. Does everyone have tattoos nowadays? As the dude comes over, Dave just points at me. What now? Now it's time for you to learn how to use a gun. Meet the teacher. Hello, Mr. Teacher. He smiles back at me and reaches to shake my hand. He seems a lot less threatening now that he smiles.
1: I'll go with her. I don't think we should split up or be alone. Nick will stay with you. Let us know when your lover, the keysmith, arrives. The teacher! Now that I have heard of. Those guys are the best. They do exactly what their title suggests. They teach. How to kill.
0: The teacher. I see. So you will teach me how to shoot. I will teach you how to kill. Oh. But do you also teach how to use a gun? Because I need, like, basics. Yes. Shoot a gun. Disassemble a gun. Kill with a gun when you're out of bullets. Cool. I turn to Vic. Do you know how to kill with a gun when you're out of bullets?
1: We all do, and so will you. That's the easy part. The teacher leads us to a training room. There's no one there but us. I remember when I was training, the room was full. How come we're the only ones here? Trademaster requested a private session, said that I needed to fit in everything I knew into however little time we have. If you need to use me, I'm glad to help. She needs it. He starts with the basics, and then moves quickly into real knives and live rounds. She learns quickly, but there is definitely part of me that wonders... If I will survive this training session, because to turn a complete novice into a full on professional takes at least a year, not including real experience in field work. I was just made an agent in command last year, and I've been with the company for years. Well, I guess we'll just have to make do. The teacher asked me to fight against her. Okay, I am going to need to try not to kill her. Please attack her as if she was trying to stab you, says the teacher to me. Well, oh, fuck. Don't accidentally kill your date. You like her, and Dave would probably kill me, and then Nick will kill him, and then someone else will get caught in the cross-fighting fire, and at the end of this, church will be burned to the ground with tons of corpses in it. Well, that's an image. Okay, shake it off. You can do this. Okay, Cookie. Ready? I'm going to come at you and you will have to fight me off. Remember what he taught you, okay? She nods. Okay, here goes nothing. I launch, going for her face. She swerves away from my punch and punches me in the side. I pick her up to throw her down and she grabs a hold of me with her legs so we both go down to the floor. She then wiggles out and gets me in a headlock. That wasn't bad. The teacher stops us. We go through a few fighting scenarios. And so far, so good. Although, as we move into the weaponry, there are a few close calls. During the knife fight, she almost cuts my eye out, shoots through the wall, and almost breaks her hand. But she's slowly starting to grasp it. My phone rings, and it's Nick. Apparently, the keysmith is on our way. This is going to be fun. How long were we training for? I look at the time. Almost three hours. Not bad. We got a lot done. So, you know how to use a gun now?
0: Yes. And disassemble it. And punch you in the face. Look at me. I am a professional. Well, semi-professional. More like a professional in training. Killer to be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so badass right now.
1: Yeah, you're not bad. That was pretty impressive. How's that for a second date? Pretty exciting. I Bet this is the most exciting second date you've ever had. Too soon? No, I think that was pretty smooth of me, if I say so myself.
0: Yeah, well, um, I mean, there was this one date where I won a stuffed bunny at a fair, and my date bought me cotton candy. Seriously? You couldn't think of a date example from this decade?
1: Cotton candy? Wow. Baller. How old was the date? Don't really like fairs. Too crowded.
0: Yeah, well, it might have been in high school. Not much to do in Long Island, as you probably have learned. That was a fun fair, though. Lame. But fun. Or at least the memory of it was fun. But you know memories, they're just but glimpses of what the actual picture was. I let myself to be lost in that memory for a second. I can still remember that cotton candy.
1: Yeah, high school wasn't really much of anything for me. Not bad, but not good. More of the... invisible. And still doing the invisible thing now. Well... At least I get paid pretty well for it. We walk back to the bar as we continue slowly chatting about high school days. Apparently, we share the same favorite high school lunch meal. Burgers Day. I like that we both agree that looking back on it, the burgers were disgusting. But back then, they were the bomb. Yes, I said the bomb. We walk back into the bar, and I'm trying to see where the guys are... I look over the room until I see Nick waving at us from a table in the corner. Nice, they got a table. So, does she know how to shoot a gun now without shooting up my truck? Asks Dave. Yeah, man. She's a quick learner. Got me in a headlock and everything.
0: That's right. I know how to kill with a gun when it's out of bullets now. So, are you going to beat up my poor truck with a gun now? Says Dave. Oh, shut up! Where is your girlfriend anyway? She's coming, and not my girlfriend. Also, you might want to watch yourself. She is a crazy one, says Dave. What did you do to her anyway? Nothing. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I'll just say that Lola's with me. I put my arm around Lola as I say that.
0: See? All sorted. Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke was written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedic.